You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, Bills Mafia? It is your host, AJ Sabalski. Today, joined by no one other than Jay Spence from Buffalo Rumblings. Um, again, a great guy, great follow on Twitter. Give him a follow at Jay Spence the King. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Bills, Jags, obviously. A, a little bit of a jet lag per se for the Bills in London. Uh, you know, slow start, came out sloppy. The offense could never really get its footing. They had drops, penalties, kind of a recipe that I don't say I've seen it a lot, but when the Bills do lose, it kind of seems something that uh, occurs frequently. Um, but we got a lot to talk about today. Kyer Elam, uh, obviously the injury front, a, a lot to discuss, 12 personnel usage. There's, there's a lot of things going on. But first, uh, Jay Spence, how you doing today? And uh, just your overall feeling of kind of the game yesterday hey man well first thanks for having me man it's it's i'm, I'm a repeat guest now this is my second time around so i can call myself a friend of the show <laughs> so thank you for that and then um but honestly yesterday after the game i was a little like i think i was more annoyed than upset or anything like that normally i'm upset after a bill's loss but yesterday i think i was more annoyed and i feel like the team is still going to be fine i think we're in a good you know i know i know what injuries we had we're going to talk about them so i won't jump too far ahead but the defense is beat up i get it but look man you still got josh allen on the on the offense you still have to find digs and believe it or not i know yesterday it may not have looked like it um, with some holding calls here or there, but we still have, I'm actually impressed this year with how well our offensive line has played as well. So I think the only thing that I'm actually really concerned with um, is just how we're going to replace the guys that are injured. Cause it's not, it's not like you're just replacing, um, you know, I, well, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but you're not replacing lower level guys. You're replacing like star quality players. Like, Trey White is your cornerback one. Matt Milano is your main linebacker. Like, he's he's your linebacker. And Daquan Jones, I know we got Puna Ford. I think Puna's going to do well, but it's the same thing. You know, like, we're replacing guys that are valuable pieces to this team. 100%. I'm going to I'm gonna go through the injuries for all of you. Today, Sean McDermott spoke to the media. Uh, Matt Milano, knee, leg, requires surgery, likely out for the year as well as Daquan Jones' pec injury. It's a torn pec that will also require surgery. He could return for a possible late playoff push, um, but again, both injuries for this foreseeable future, they're going to be out a while. Uh, the mm-hmm. defense suffering two major losses uh, yesterday and then Trey White a couple of weeks ago. Christian Benford, Shaq Lawson, and Greg Rousseau are all day-to-day and improving. And then Dawson Knox dealing with a wrist injury, and Dalton Kincaid is in the concussion protocol. So – those guys, again, like the injuries are just piling up for this team, it feels like. And you're kind of in that same, you know, mindset of last year where it just felt like the injuries, they couldn't get out of their own way with them. And it was just kind of something that was out of their control. But Jay Spence, I'll ask you first and then I'll follow up. With all these injuries piling up, all the names I just mentioned, obviously Benford, Lawson, Russo, day-to-day and improving is a good sign. What does this mean for the Bills moving forward? And can they still be a top contender in the AFC? Well, I think that they can still be a top contender because we've seen them play 
good defense with, you know, less talent in certain areas. And we've seen, so like even last season with Micah Hyde being out and Jordan Poyer literally being um, half of who he was last season, you know, playing on a torn ligament on his leg. He played with a torn ligament in his elbow, um, not to mention the ribs and all that other stuff. So we we played with a beat up defense last year and we still were a, a top unit. I think what we're seeing from Sean McDermott this year is that he's creative and he's aggressive on defense in a way that we haven't seen as Bills fans with this unit. So I think he's going to figure some things out. Getting Vaughn back was at the right time. Hopefully he can remain healthy for the remainder of the year. But I think with those injuries, what I would do, I'm not Brandon Bean. There's a reason why I'm doing the podcast. I say <laughs> that every time, but if I was Brandon Bean, I'm going all in, man. Like you, because again, the people that you lost, this isn't um, losing depth role players. This isn't losing, um, you know, just a piece. You're losing major pieces that you felt like were going to be a part of the reason you would win a Super Bowl this year. So for me, I'm not a fan of the the Josh Norman signing. I'm not a fan of um, bringing in a guy that wasn't good for your team in 2020, and now you have him bring it. You know, you you brought him back. I'm not a fan of that. I think. You know, there's some some young guys on some teams that might be selling. I would call around see what I could do with some draft picks. Um, I would call Christian Kirksey. I, I would call Kirk back. <laughs> like, hey, bro, I know you retired. I know what you said in your post. Hey, uh, Matt's out. What's up? I would yeah. call real quick. Circle the block on that. And then um, but and there's a couple other areas that that I would also talk about as well, not just uh, the linebacker and cornerback position. Yeah, and I'll follow up with this. This conversation is interesting because you can obviously state right off the get-go that Matt Milano is irreplaceable, 100%. Like, best player on this defense, probably the most valuable piece of this defense for a long time. Daquan Jones playing the best football of his career, the be- not only the best one-tech on That's the Bills, weird. but one of the best one-techs in the NFL, playing at an elite level. And then obviously Trey Day was getting back to form, had a great game against the Commanders mm-hmm. before tearing that ACL injury. So what it says to me is this. You have an offense that averages 31 points a game, just over that. It, it, it comes down to Josh Allen. And I know that's kind of been the conversation, and that's always what it's been. It's You go as far as Josh Allen can take you. But I'm not trying to compare, and they're not the same player, but Patrick Mahomes has taken teams with mediocre defenses that are good situationally and have been able to overcome that and win football games and win the big ones. The question is, and Josh Allen is great, he's elite, he's talented, but the mm-hmm. question for me is with this team, they're going to be great. They're going to be fine on defense. Obviously, they lost major pieces, but they have a great defensive mind, and they still have a lot of all-pro talent on that defense. Will the offense be able to be consistent enough week in, week out to sustain blows? Um, you know, your, your offense is 100% healthy, Jay Spence. Like, it's not like they're – yes, your defense lost a lot of pieces, but that offense has everybody. And I know maybe they'll they'll probably have some bumps and bruises along the way. Maybe they lose some guys. But right now in the present, this offense is 100%. And for yeah. the Bills to get to where they want to be, it was up to Josh Allen. It always has been and it always will be. And these injuries, again, suck. But you saw Josh Allen and nothing really has changed in that aspect. Yeah, at all. And, and so to your point about the offense being consistent, um, look, yesterday Gabe Davis looked good. He had 100 yards. Uh, he had another game, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it the... Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Was it the the Raiders game that he also had a, a pretty good game? Yeah, I know yeah. he's, he's he's basically been scoring. Yeah, yeah, that was the game. But yeah. he's been scoring almost every week anyway. He scores a touchdown, but I, I I need more out of him than just a touchdown every week. If I can get a game like yesterday, it doesn't have to be a hundred yards. I know that's asking for a lot, but I do need consistency from Gabe Davis. But after Gabe Davis, man, because you're talking Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. After that the rest of the offense needs to show up. I've been so proud of James Cook all season. Yesterday, five carry or what was it? Five carries for negative four yards or something like, or negative two yards. Negative four. Negative Inexcusable. Four. You can't do it like that. You, you just put up Reggie Bush numbers. You cannot do that. And then, um, you know, if, if you're, if you want to get to it, at some point we need to we need to figure out why Khalil Shakir is is holding a roster spot if we're only going to use him once or twice for a game. If we're not going to put him in the offense, if we're not going to uh, put him in a situation where his skill set is best used, if we're not going to use him as a wide receiver with sure hands, that's why everybody was excited for him coming out of college. He could catch the ball. If we're not going to do that, then why are we holding a roster spot for a guy that I just like right now, I would rather see Isabella or I don't know, make a trade for Jerry Judy or I don't know. There's several things that I would like to see happen, but the reason why I'm even still talking about wide receivers or why I'm still talking about anything else is because after Gabe Davis and after, and really I can't, I'll say after Diggs, Davis played well yesterday and he played well against the Raiders, but after Diggs, consistently every single week we don't have people taking pressure off of josh allen go and get a jerry judy or go and get um heck there, there's several different teams and shout out to chris here he says he totally agree, agrees about going all in the 49ers traded for mccaffrey in october of 22 and they gave up a second third fourth and a fifth round it was a bold move he's right but guess what right now they're looking like the best team in football before you and i went live here aj we both said like hey they're really the best team and I don't think it's close. I think I'm going to be rooting for them come February. If the bills don't make the super bowl, I think they'll be there. So I, I need to see Brandon Bean do the same thing that the 49ers did, or even the Rams. I'm not saying sell out to where you have no first round picks for three years. I'm saying right now you have obvious holes in a year that you feel like you can win. And if you don't plug those holes up, it's going to be a long, this off. I, it will be a long <laughs> off season, AJ. Long <laughs> off season. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, yeah, and I want to, you know, you're hundred percent on all those points. Maybe they do go all in. I'm still concerned with the cap situation. Um, that's a, that's a concern for me, but mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. Jerry Judy's a cheaper contract. There, there are guys out there that I'm sure they're checking in on. They, they always do. They want to go in house, in house first. Like McDermott always reiterates, he reiterate, re, reiterated that today, but again, uh, there's always a possible moves. Brandon beans always looking around. So I would not be shocked if they tried to do something. I want to get back to Josh mm -hmm. Allen, his performance yesterday uh, against the Jaguars moving on here. 27 to 40, 359 yards, three total touchdowns and one interception. Jay Spence, what do you make of it? Because again, like he had 360, probably like 370 plus total yards and, and three total touchdowns with the turnover. A lot of those yards I felt like were those, you know, late drives in the fourth quarter trying to play mm -hmm. catch up. How do you feel about Josh Allen and his performance uh, yesterday? 
Josh Allen played bad. And you can look at the stats. You can say, oh, he threw for more than 300 yards, two touchdowns. He ran one in, 14 yards on the ground. Yeah, he did. But guess what? We scored seven points in the first or the second quarter. Didn't score any in the first. We didn't score any in the third quarter. And then you score 14 points in the fourth quarter when it's just a little bit too late. And I understand as Bills fans, we love Josh Allen. I say it every week after the game, win or loss. I always include in my points, my bullet points and what I think about the game. I love you, Josh. It's always number seven or eight. It's the last <laughs> point because I love him. But the point, the point is I also have to love him enough to be honest about how bad he played. When, when you're a top three quarterback in the league, you can't have these three and outs back to back. You know, you, you can't when you're a top three quarterback in the league, you can't. I get it. Bill's Mafia loves the, the term or the phrase arm punt. I don't like it. I don't like it. I understand. OK, it's like a punt because we threw it down there and they, they're within the 10. We have a guy. We have a guy that punts the ball and then we have a guy that throws the ball. I prefer for Josh not to throw interceptions, regardless if it's on third or fourth down. I don't care. So with all that being said, Josh Allen did not play well. He put the yards together, and if you look at the stats only, you'll say, oh, man, the defense failed Josh. That's not what happened. The defense played very well, even with the injuries. Now, they gave up 474 yards, but that's with those injuries. When you're talking about Calvin Ridley, we can talk about Calvin later. Josh has to be better on offense. Just in this just period, you have to be the guy that we saw from the last three weeks, not not this game and not week one. I want the, the Josh Allen from those three weeks in between because he was taking what the defense gave him. He was checking down this dude yesterday, man. Josh was he was just off. There was one play and the one play that I think Dawson Knox actually injured his wrist on. Uh, it was like a, a little bit of an overthrow. He jumped up and extended to catch it. And when he fell down awkwardly, I think that's when he injured his wrist. But, you know. I beat up on Knox earlier. You know, he, he has 11 catches on the year, $52 million contract. But it doesn't matter if he's not catching the balls if Josh Allen is throwing it four yards above his head. So, yeah, he played bad, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm going to disagree with you. Like, I, I, I agree that the offense was the reason, um, 100%. Like, the offense was a huge reason. It was the reason, actually, for, for the loss. You can totally blame the offense. I think there was a lot, a multitude of things going on. Again, the run game we alluded to. You got mm-hmm. no zero rhythm from your running game. You you were relying on Josh heavily. Um, you know, James Cook again, negative yards. Damian Harris, three carries for 13 yards. Latavius Murray, two for six. They ran the ball 10 times. And then on, you know, penalties, there's there some crucial penalties. Gabe Davis had a drop to move the chains. Dawson Knox, um, you could you could say he could have came down with that ball. So again, Josh Allen, I thought was fine. Again, too little, too late. Um, and I think the offense could just never get out of their own way. And again, it just felt like that game. Like I've always seen from this offense when they do struggle, it's like there's moments and they move the ball and then the holding penalty on, on a guard, or you have, you know, some, some penalty that happens and it sets them back or, you know, Josh, Josh doesn't make the right play or something like that. So Mm -hmm. again, I think in totality, Kondorski could have been better. Josh could have been better. Um, and you know, I think the whole offense could have been better. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of my point. And moving on to the offensive line, I want to take a look at their numbers. Pass blocking grades, Connor McGovern, 77, best in the team, then followed by Spencer Browner to 74, and this is per PFF. Mitch Morris at 55.3. Deion Dawkins um, at 51.6 um, and, and led the team with three pressures allowed. Um, you know, Josh Allen under pressure this year, uh, Jay Spence, versus the Jags, sorry, just – 
Josh Allen under pressure stats versus the Jags per um, Anthony from cover one. He's a great follow, a lot of great advanced numbers and statistics. He was three of 12 yesterday for 24 yards, a 4.9 rating with four seconds to throw and an interception. So Josh Allen under pressure yesterday was not, you know, that good. Again, he's been in his past, not that bad of a quarterback. <laughs> Jay Spence, how do you think this offensive line performed against Josh Allen and, and those other guys, Trevon Walker, uh, the former first round pick? I think this was the first game of the year where you can look at the offensive line and say, hey, it was a little bit of a struggle. I, I still don't think that they played horribly. Like, I'm not down on them at all. I think I think Dion had a rough day. I think um, Osiris had a rough day. He had a couple holding penalties and some things that we weren't aren't used to seeing from him yet. But I just go back to the point that you just said there. Like, you gave this, the advanced stats about Josh. It's not the line. The line did their job. But I'm telling you, man – when you get a chance, go back and watch it again. I'm sure you watched it today, yeah. but go back and watch it again and, and then text me. I don't even want to do it on the pod, but text okay. me because I know publicly it's tough for us to say Josh yeah. didn't play well. But I'm telling you, you said it yourself a little too late. He, yeah. Fourth quarter, Josh was Josh, and I loved him. Yeah. But yeah. quarters one through three, he wasn't, man. So the line played well. I think Josh holding on to the ball will get you sacked or it will cause some holding penalties that they gave up. I also think um, Josh making some rough decisions will make things, uh, you know, just difficult. It, when, when you're blocking and Josh is behind you, the way he moves, you, you just don't, you don't know where he's going, man. He's, he's like a, a ping pong ball there. So it's, it's just, it's really difficult to block for him. And they've done a great job this year. Yesterday was the only game that I felt like, man, they, they slack just a tad bit, but I just think it was a rough day. I think everybody, I get the complaints about the travel and the jet lag. I think, I think, you know, there's some truth to people feeling um, that the bills kind of were dealt the, the, the short deal here, but still in all the bills were in position to win that game with all the injuries, with all the, you know, like they were in position to win. So yeah. No. Yeah. If you're on YouTube, uh, Twitter, all, all 24 of you in here, if you could smash the like button and share this, I uh, would greatly help the channel um, in, in moving forward here. So um, we're going to move to the rushing attack, Chase Spence. Again, I want to go back to it because I just want to reiterate what's going on here with this offense. Again, I, I, I mentioned earlier, 10 total carries from the running backs. James Cook, five carries for negative four yards. Harris, three for 13. Murray, two for six. The run blocking grades of Cyrus Torrance was the best per PFF at 69.5. Deion Dawkins was the worst at 48.5. So don't put too much stock on these PFF grades. Again, they're they're not 100% you know, accurate, and there's a lot of nuance and context to these conversations. But Dawkins, again, had a rough day, uh, run blocking and pass blocking, going against Josh Allen, who has six sacks on the year and is one of the best defensive ends. So, again, it, it's expected to be a great battle and a great matchup. But – you know, what do you make of this rushing offense, Jay Spence? You know, top 10 going into the game this week, and you have a game like that. Again, the Jags are very good uh, as a run defense team, very good at it. They, they've done a great job all year. They held the Chiefs to 17 points. Uh, so they're not a bad defense. I think this is kind of solidifying that maybe the Bills fans were doubting what the Jags can do defensively um, all over the place. So what, what do you make of this run game, and why do you think it had such a struggle against this Jags front? Well, I think I think the run game is fine. I, yesterday wasn't fine. So let me let me let me start over by saying yesterday was not fine. <laughs> but overall, I think the run game is fine uh, for the season so far. One of the reasons why I'm so excited about this team. I know we're three and two. I know everybody wants us to be five and zero. Oh. Listen, it's OK. The Bills are still going to be a good team. We're going to win a division. We're going to be there at the end of the season. But um, look. This is the first year that we've had Josh Allen as our quarterback where he doesn't have to run the ball. 
So he's running because he can. He's running because, you know, he has an opening where guys are covered and nobody's paying attention to him. So he runs. But there were times before where Josh had to run for 45 yards and maybe a touchdown to pull the game out. Other than yesterday, James Cook looks like a lead back. Damian Harris looks like a secondary back that can step in as the lead back if James Cook wasn't available. So um, the run game to me is fine. The offensive line, the run game, they're doing their job. I just think it comes down to yesterday. It was, you know, on the other side of the ball, the, the defensive lineman, Josh Allen and his teammates, those guys are studs, man. Like I know, I know the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of came out the gate slow this season. And a lot of us expected them to be a little bit more impressive as a team overall but they still have key pieces and they're still good players. And I think a lot of times it just takes it. I mean, hell, the bills are kind of going through it this season where starting off the season, you know, we have the pieces, even with the injuries, you know, we have the pieces, but we're three and two because we lost two games against teams that we should have beat. And we're just starting off slow. Some things aren't clicking for Josh on those two games or some things aren't clicking for whatever. So with that being the case, man, the, the, the running game, we're fine next week. I think next week I'm looking for James Cook. I want I want this to be like really a James Cook day. Like I want this to be the game where you know how McCaffrey sometimes I'm not putting him on the same level as McCaffrey, but you know how sometimes McCaffrey will come out and he has like 80 yards rushing, two touchdowns on the ground, and then he sneaks in a a, a, a reception for a touchdown in the third or fourth quarter. I want that game for James Cook this week. I'm looking for like. If you're a betting person, uh, alternative yards, I'm looking for like 125 total for the guy. Like, I, I think James Cook is going to have a day against the Giants. Yeah, I'm not worried about James Cook. Um, I, I think he's a good football player. He's great in space. He has great speed. Mm-hmm. I am a little concerned, though, about him just due to the fact that, again, I think he lacks – and this is just the eye test. I, I don't know if the, – there's, there's no analytics based on this. But this is just me watching the game and what I'm taking in. He's not very physical. He doesn't have, he doesn't bring a lot of energy. And I know like Nick Chubb's great. He doesn't bring a lot of energy, kind of runs down the field and, you know, hopefully he's doing well prayers up to him and hopefully he's healing from that injury. But James Cook is for me, a a good back. He's serviceable. I I think again, in space, he has speed. He has an ability to get, you know, yards after the catch. If he is in space, but getting those tough yards. And I know you have Damian Harris and Latavius Murray to do that, but I want to see James Cook, you know, you, you talk about it. He, a lot of his yards have come in the fourth quarter this year, late in the games when you're up by a lot. He, he's been kind of that fourth quarter back that's kind of put put the game out of reach. I want to see him start the game with consistent carries to keep this get this offense in a rhythm, get them going on a consistent level so they can move the chains and get this offense to another level. Because, again, I think the rushing offense is there. They've, they've proven that they can do it at a better level. I think it's just starting earlier, getting getting out of the gates quicker, and, and again, you had to go away from it because you only had 10 carries and you had no absolutely zero running game. Uh, so, mm-hmm. again, getting it getting it going earlier it, it, for me is the, is the big thing for this rushing offense uh, moving forward. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So Yeah, no, I, I, I'm agreeing with you there because, uh, again, you want it to be where during the first half of the game – you're 
control the clock. You're able to move the ball. You're able to keep the other team off the like the Miami game was a per, it was just a perfect way for our team to play. We kept them off the field and we were able to move the ball, keep getting first downs. I need to see the same thing out of James Cook. The only place I'm going to uh, respectfully disagree with you on when it comes to Cook is that I, I do think that um, he's getting those hard yards. You know, I know he gets them in space, you know, when they get them out there, but you know, he'll run up the middle, man, and he'll get you six yards, seven yards. His his yards per carry average is, I think it's it's north of six yards. Maybe not after this game. I got to yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he only had five yards. carries, so it might it might not be True. that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But but I know for for the first few games, man, and even last year, I I wanted him to get the ball more because his yard per carry average, and it wasn't a fluke. Like it wasn't one of those things where it's like, you know, you give him the ball and it's like a a broken play where he gets it and then like they only take him out for two plays no he like consistently if he has 10 carries he's averaging you know very well he's averaging between five and six and a half yards per carry last season so then you look at it this season and he was over six yards per carry you have to think that it's just who the guy is as a running back uh so i'm actually i'm very um invested into james cook and seeing uh how he can develop but your take I think a lot of people have your take that he's serviceable. He doesn't have the build, the frame to kind of last as a big body as the number one running back, but we'll see, man. I, I like him. I'm hoping that he can, that he can last. And his brother fell off a damn cliff. No. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, and Brees Hall and Brees Hall. I mean, and it's also, I think evident that Brees Hall is like, if he can stay healthy, man, like that dude is mm-hmm. special. Like he could it be, is. Top five running back in football. <laughs> easy, easy. In a couple of years, I mean, if when you because you're looking at like now we got like the wave of lead backs now are approaching that 29, 30, 31 range. So, I mean, in a couple of years, I I don't see it being egregious to say that he might be the best back in the league in three years. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. Yeah, it's not crazy at all. He was off to a great start before the before the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right back to where he is at. He looked explosive against Denver. But I want to get to this 12 personnel usage. This has been a big topic of yeah. conversation. Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta. You know, that, that's kind of all Bills fans have talked about. Why aren't the Bills using Dalton Kincaid that the Lions are using Sam Laporta? Um, and I think it's a multitude of factors. I sent out a tweet before this. and I, I think it's Ken Dorsey. I think it's Josh Allen's willingness uh, in trusting Kincaid. I think it's, you know, Dalton Kincaid hasn't really ran that many routes down the field. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he was targeted, he's targeted 18 times this year, 15 or nine yards or less. Um, you know, Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid have combined for 28 catches, 193 yards and one touchdown. Um, he, you know, Kincaid's being used as an outlet um, and Knox just isn't doing that much, pretty quiet and has had some drops, but also, you know, has had some yards after the catch, but again, 11 for 75 and a touchdown for a guy that's getting 13 million a year on average isn't really what do you want to see? What do the Bills need to do to get more production out of these tight ends, Jay Spence? And before, before you answer again, I want to say the Jags are the best team or one of the best defenses per DBOA um, against 12 personnel. So this Jags defense does do a good job of taking with the middle of the field. Um, but but just talk about child personnel. What do you want to see the Bills? I'll, I'll ask this. What do you want to see the Bills do with that kind of tight end duo that I think could be dominant um, moving forward? No, I, first, I agree with you. They can be dominant and they should be dominant. Um, so the first thing is I'm going to agree with uh, Tom in the comments and Greg or I'm sorry, not Greg, Gary in the comments. Look, play calling, Dorsey, play calling, Dorsey. You could say it 15 times in different languages if you wanted to. Play calling and Dorsey. I need Dorsey to continue to call um, 
you know, I need you to continue to call plays that matter. Like when it comes to the tight ends, you you say all summer you've been talking about 12 personnel and how 12 personnel was going to be this and how it was going to be that. And then we don't see it. Like I, I mentioned earlier, Dawson Knox has 11 receptions on 19 targets for the year. For the year, he has 11 receptions. I believe it's like 75 yards or 74 yards. I don't have Dawson Kincaid's numbers. I don't. I, I don't remember those right now. But when you paying a guy, when you're paying a guy 52 million dollars, he needs more than 75 yards in five games. He, it just does. So for me, I need to see Ken Dorsey. You, I need a game plan that highlights both your tight ends, and. Steph is going to be Steph, man. Like he's going to be, Steph is going to be Steph. Davis does what Davis does. So I need you as the offensive coordinator to say, no, right now we absolutely need to get our tight ends involved. We drafted a guy in the first round to get him involved as one of the best. If not, I've been hearing everybody, uh, all the, you know, like during that time of year, the draft guys, everybody's like, oh, Kincaid, he's probably the best pass catcher in this year's draft. He's not the best receiver. He's the best pass catcher. Why are we not throwing passes at him to catch? Like, to me, that's a big question, and I don't understand it. Get him the ball. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. Again, I think it's a multitude of factors. Dorsey's on that list of factors. Um, again, I think mm-hmm. it goes with game planning and stuff like that and kind of personnel and what they're trying to do. Um, and, got hit, and his snap share has decreased. Uh, Bill's chat podcast over at Built in Buffalo put out a tweet today that his snap share has decreased since week one. And, again, I think – that also has to do with game planning, and, and the Bills have put up 31 points a game uh, throughout this five-game stretch. So, again, it's not like – it's not working, but it has been inconsistent, and that's the issue, I think, with why maybe fans are concerned about these defensive injuries because is the offense able to be consistent enough um, on that side of the ball. But um, with hand-in-hand hand with kind of where you went with the conversation, Jay Spence, how do you feel about Dorsey through five games? Um, you know, the offense, again, very elite statistically fourth in yards per game third in, or fourth in yards per game third in points per game um and again Josh Allen right now is analytically the uh, EPA based the most you know uh what do you want what do I say the best quarterback in football the most you know consistent quarterback in football right now based on numbers and analytics so what do you think of Ken Dorsey's performance so far through five games uh if I would total I would probably give him like a b minus Okay. Be my, and I know, I know those rankings two and five and three and all that. It sounds great. Right. Um, the reason why I'm giving him a, a, a B minus is because of week one and, and yesterday uh, week one, there was no, like there was no, you know what? No, you got to put that on Josh, I guess. I <laughs> put that all on Josh. Josh, yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. was just horrible. Week yeah, yeah. And uh, yesterday. So my issue with him yesterday has been something that he's been able to do since week one. So, I want to know what happened yesterday. My challenge to Dorsey and McDermott this season was, okay, Dayball's gone again. Like he's gone. Yeah. We need somebody that can get in Josh's ear and actually calm him down. We need somebody that can say, Hey Josh. Okay. I get it, dude. I get it. Relax. Woosa. Right. Like just relax. We need that. So for the last three weeks, Prior to this game, Dorsey's been able to kind of get Josh in this space where he's taking what the defense gives him. He's checking down. He's, I think, one game he almost, what do you have, like 86% completion percentage. Just like ridiculous stuff yeah. from Josh, man. He had he had more touchdowns than he had incompletions against the Dolphins. Yeah. I need Dorsey to get into – because when Josh is when Josh is comfortable, 
and he's not freaking out and he's not, you know, when he doesn't have happy, and I don't even want to say happy feet because I don't think Josh gets happy feet. I just think that Josh gets hyped up. He gets amped up. And sometimes he thinks, Hey, I'm the goat now, damn it. I don't have to wait 10 years to be called the goat. I can fit this ball wherever I want to put it and he'll do it. And then other times it'll be an interception. So you got to take the good with the bad. But my challenge for Dorsey is that is saying, okay, Josh, we're going to take the good with the bad, but let's try to have a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad. I don't, I'm, I'm tired of seeing even, even the, the arm punt interceptions. I'm so tired of seeing the arm punts. So like the last, cause in the last couple of weeks now, the last three weeks, he has two interceptions like that yep. with these arm punts yep. that is still like, okay. Everybody wants to say, well, it's just an arm punt. He kicks it. So at the end of the year, when they're doing MVP voting or they're doing all this other stuff, they don't say, oh, well, these two interceptions from week five and week three, <laughs> they don't count because they were arm punts. He really only had the three from week one. And that that's not how it works. He has five interceptions. I need Josh to have more touchdowns than interceptions every week. I, I'm, I'm just tired of the turnover. So if Dorsey can, can reel him in and get that taken care of or if McDermott, I agree with what Tom says. I would love to see Dorsey on the sideline. I get it. He's comfortable in the booth. That's where he kind of started. His th- get on the sidelines, man. I want to see you in Allen's face the same way I see Dayball in Jones's face when he's doing crazy. Well, Dayball needs to be in Jones's face. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't I know. I need you to calm Josh thing. down. Yeah, yeah I don't know if there's much Dayball could do uh, over in, in New York. But, yeah, uh, yeah. That, I, I do agree with you. I think Darcy's been good this year. Again, he's had his moments. I think Josh has had his moments. Uh, again, the lack of – the. the he spoke today. I listened to his press conference door season, you know, and he says it every week. And I understand like there's a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. Obviously we talk about Diggs and Davis. They had great performances last week. Diggs has statistically been one of the best receivers in football. Again, Gabe Davis has been a touchdown scorer yardage and reception wise. He hasn't been great. Uh, he hasn't really used, been using the short passing game that well. Um, but again, the, that big play Gabe, he still is that player. Maybe that's just the player he is at this point. Um, but, I thought Dorsey's done a good job. He, again, he's shown the ability to run the ball. Uh, it, it, the offense has been able to run the ball exclusively, not not last week. But uh, I, I think he's done fine. Again, he's talked about it in the press conference all you know, all year, basically, that they're going to get Dalton Kincaid involved more, and he's a great route runner, and that he's a great pass catcher, and all this stuff, and that they're going to get Deontay Hardy involved more, and all this stuff. I understand, and maybe maybe they do, and that happens. But the more the the more weeks that go by where this Stefan Diggs and then kind of figure it out uh, event occurs each week. There's going to be more of an uptick in, in voices and people calling for Dorsey. And, and, and I get it um, because he's talking, he's telling the people and he's telling the media that he, he's going to get these guys more involved or will try to. And that's what people are expecting. So again, Dorsey's been okay. I, I think he's been fine. Um, but again, there's also, there's always room for improvement. And that's for everybody. Um, and speaking of uh, room for, improvement uh i'm gonna I, we're gonna go to shift shift to the defense now kyrie elam uh it's 2022 first round pick um start of the year a healthy scratch four times yesterday eight targets six catches allowed 93 yards allowed and a 113 rating allowed jay spence is it time to worry about kyrie elam and go even as far as is he a bust I'm not going to go that far. So I think he played horribly. Let me preface this by saying I think he played horribly. 
But I'm not mad at Kyrie Elam about yesterday's game. And I said this on Twitter yesterday, and I got absolutely destroyed. Like, they, Bill's Mafia handed me my ass, man. Like, what do you mean you're not mad at him? He was horrible. He got cooked. It was, he did. And you know why he got cooked? Because his first assignment was to go against Calvin Ridley. And I think a lot of times, as fans, we have expectations on guys because they're our, they're on our team. So we want them to play as well as we would play with them in Madden or we, you know, no interception or no completions over here. I'm picking that off every time you throw it out here. It's not that way in real life. Kyer Elam had his first real action of the year. You just mentioned that he was a healthy scratch four times last season. He was a healthy scratch a bunch of times. I'm not mad that it, in his first action, he got cooked. <laughs> like I'm not mad about that, but they need to replace him. I don't think he's a bust. I think, you know, they need to give him some more reps. He needs to play, but they need to, I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think Josh Norman, I know he's on the practice squad. Josh Norman isn't that guy. They need to figure out how to replace Elon. They do. Yeah, I think Norman's going to be a practice squad guy. I don't think it's anything more than that. I think he's just depth in case, you know, something catastrophic happens. Again, Benford dealing with a shoulder. Dane Jackson has had injuries in his career, just like most NFL players, but injuries happen. So Jamarcus Ingram and Kyrie Elam, you, you want, probably want some insurance, even if it's a Josh Norman, who, again, he probably didn't cost much. You, you get him on the practice squad, you bring him in. He has experience. He's played under McDermott. So that's that. But, again, with Elam, Jay Spence, I agree. I don't think he is a bust in terms of talent and what he, um, you know, what he can do on a football field. But for mm-hmm. what the Bills do, and, and, again, it boggles my mind. and maybe, We'll never know the answer to this, why they went up and traded. The, uh, Bean said he was the last first-round grade on their board. And I think Trent McDuffie going off the board scared them a little bit. I think he was probably their target, one of the best corners in the league right now, playing one of mm-hmm. his, his best ball at Kansas City. Kyrie Elam to me is, is is a good football player. Maybe he finds it somewhere else. Um, but I just again a, a healthy scratch for first four games. Lost lost the job to Benford and and Jackson in a year where people thought were proclamating that Elam was going to start opposite Trey White and this was going to be the great this great secondary. I just don't know. He he, he lost the job to Benford now back to back years. Dane Jackson again played well. I thought he was flying around, made tackles. So again, I think Kyrie Elam in a different scheme, in a different system, in a different team, he could play well. But what the Bills are asking him to do, it's clearly not working. And in, in, in practice, it's not working. So that's the only like they yeah. have to replace him. They have to replace him. Baseball. You're right. They do. He, he could he could have gone somewhere if he would have gone somewhere like New England. And I'm not putting this into the atmosphere now for them to. I don't want New England to get him. But you know, like. He would he would do well with somewhere like New England, um, you know, but we need we need something a little bit different. And like I said, I'm not going to go as far out on a limb to say he's a bust. I don't think he's a bust. I think he's talented. We saw the, the kid can play. That's why he got drafted where he was drafted. He can play football. He's he's very smart. I think I'm agreeing with you. I think that what they're asking him to do just isn't is not. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's just not working, man. Like, you know, I'm trying to say it the politically correct way because I I don't want to dog him at all. Like, I love him as a player and as a person. I think he's a great guy. But 
is just not working. And, and yeah, to your point, Jay Spence, like the guy, like, and again, I'm not discrediting him either. He works his tail off, like just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. He's a hard, very hard worker. He wants to be great. He He's exuded confidence in multiple podcasts I've listened to with him on it, saying that he wants to prove that he's a top corner in this league. Uh, and it's just, again, it's just not working straight and simple. Um, before I get to this last question here, I want to talk about one more guy and then we can get out of here. AJ Epinesa. I mean, what a game from AJ Epinesa. Obviously, the game ball. Just absolutely dominant performance from him. Two sacks, multiple batted down balls, a forced fumble. Thoughts on his performance, and then if you want to continue with that kind of th- thing, your thoughts on this overall defensive line. And, and this is kind of my point, Jay Spence, about this defense and why they can still be so elite is because of this defensive line and the depth they have. Yeah. First of all, I owe A.J. Epinesa the hugest apology that anybody could offer any player. Like, I thought A.J. Epinesa was a bust. Like the way people are talking about Elam now, I thought A.J. Epinesa was a bust because for the last three years, everybody that covers the Bills has been telling me A.J. Epinesa is going to have a breakout year. A.J. Epinesa is going to be a great player. He's going to be the every year. Am I right? Like, do you remember that for the last year? He was Jay Spence. He's been a practice player. Like he's been good at camp and then it just doesn't translate. It might be translated. Zero. It doesn't yeah. translate. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I'm done with AJ Epinesa. Going into the season, I'm like, y'all need to trade him. See if y'all can get a fifth round pick or something. Like, get rid of this guy. Listen, I am wrong. He came out this year on fire. This dude, he and T- Terrell Bernard have made me look like the biggest idiot <laughs> of idiots in, in sports podcasting content creation in Buffalo. Because I was so in love with Tremaine Edmonds. So I'm like, nope. I don't like Benford. Then I'm I'm saying, nope, get rid of him. I don't want AJ Epinesa. He's a bum. Get rid of him. And now this guy's coming out and he's out here playing like, like, I don't even know what defensive. He's playing like prime Bruce at moments, man. Like, what are we doing? I love him. AJ, salute to you, boss. You're a boss. He's a boss. I love AJ Epinesa. I love him. I might buy a jersey this weekend. Yeah, it was uh, it was something again like situational football for this defense. Like key red zone turnovers, they again they allowed over 400 yards, but they were still they still found ways to keep the offense in the game, and the offense just couldn't do anything. But I want to get to this question uh, from my dad: Do we go on a run of six and zero, beating the Giants, Bucks, Broncos, and Jets at home with road wins against the Pats and Bengals? Jay Spence, you can start, and then I'll I'll you know kind of. First of all, can I say I'm an idiot? Like this whole time, I'm like, shout out to Chris. Yeah, shout out to Tom. I didn't even pay attention to the last name, so I didn't even notice that this was family. Hey, Dad, who's Tom? What, what family? Uncle, Uncle Tom. Tom. Uncle Tom. Hey, Uncle, Uncle Tom, and 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 Dad. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate. Like I, I'm sitting here the whole time. Okay, but so I do think so. The, well, you know what? It's tough because I thought the Bills were going to beat the Jaguars. You know, so the way I had this season going, I did predict that we were going to lose to the Jets. But then I thought the Bills were going to go on a run until we got to the the Bengals. I don't I didn't say we were going to lose, but I felt like we were going to win every game up until that point. And it was going to be a big game to talk about. But at this point, if we lose to the Giants, I'd be disappointed. Super. If we don't beat the Giants by two touchdowns, I'll be disappointed. The Bucks. I don't like Baker Mayfield. We should destroy them. The Broncos. I mean, the Broncos come on and then the Jets man I want my lick back like real tap I, I, I the way they they embarrassed us in, in New Jersey man like I was out at that game and Aaron Rodgers goes down in the first drive so you mean we prepared for a better quarterback that would have had the offense look so much better and then we get Zach Wilson and we lose to Zach Wilson are you kidding me so no I want my lick back against them Jets and then the Pats 
look, they need a quarterback. They need an offensive line. They need two wide receivers. They probably need a new tight end as well. I like one. I like uh, Hunter Henry, but they they probably need another tight end. They got J.C. Jackson back. Thank you for that, because Stefan Diggs eats like Thanksgiving dinner every time <laughs> J.C. Jackson is on the field. So no, I'm I'm good. So so Dad, Chris, we're we're definitely going six and zero. Yeah, I could see it. I, I think they do drop one just because it's the NFL. I think you look – I mean, the, the Buccaneers are a frisky team. Do they, do they lose that game? Probably not. It's a primetime game. But there, there's games – I think they beat the Giants. All right, here, I'll say this. They they should beat the Giants, Bucks, Broncos, Jets, and Pats. The Bengals, for me, again, it, it depends what level they're playing at. They, they kind of found their rhythm against the Cardinals, I think, this past week. I know it's the Cardinals, and I know it's not – you know, a team that's very talented, but again, they found ways to stay in games. They blew a lead to the Giants. They beat the Cowboys. Um, so they haven't been downright awful, you know, as bad as people thought they would be. Josh Dobbs has been, you know, a frisky quarterback. So I think the Bills at minimum go five and one, move, you know, move to eight and three, and everyone's everyone's happy again. Yeah, no, I could I could see that. As far as the Cardinals, so I was at the game yesterday. Shout out to my Cardinals. I'd I, I feel bad to even claim them. I don't I don't think that the Bengals at least from what I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. So watching on TV is so different, as you know, than being at the game. Um, I, I just feel like um, from what I saw, Joe Burrow was a one read quarterback yesterday and they didn't stop it. Like they didn't even try to stop it. And, you know, and I, I to me, he still looks very injured. He's not able to move around much. That's that. Uh, what is it? A shin injury or whatever it is. Calf, yeah. it, the calf is still bothering him. You can tell. So, Hope I mean for their sake, hopefully he's better by the time they face the Bills. But I'm 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 still not sold on them this year, man. I think that they're uh, you know, it's one thing to start off slow. It's another thing to to hurt your yourself. Like you're shooting yourself in the foot by playing your quarterback while he's injured and he's not being helpful. So you know, we'll see. But I don't know. I think by that time of year, man, even if they do get healthy and then start winning some games, they might even be out of because you know, you drop you drop four or five too early, those tough games at the end of the season, man, the, the, the Chiefs game, the Bills game, the they got a couple tough games late. You lose one game if you lost five or six early, that could put you right out of playoff contention. So I don't know. And they got a tough division this year. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride for the Bengals again. They have the Seahawks coming up, then they hit the bye week, and then they go Niners Bills. So they they've yet to really beat a contender. Um, but the Bengals for me. The Seahawks are going to be a test. They're they're not great, but they're good. So like that's going to be a good matchup. And then the Niners have just been absolutely amazing. Um, and then you know they have the bye week in between that, so Bro gets some rest. I think the the Bengals will be a better team uh, when the Bills play them uh, later in the year. Yeah. But Jay Spence, thank you for coming on. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing, your show, and, and a little bit about you and what you do for uh, the Bills Mafia in this community. Oh man! So first, I'm a um, I'm gonna say thank you to you again for uh, inviting me back on the show. I'm not gonna take it right now, but I want everybody to see. I got a shot for my dog right here. My man AJ's birthday is right around the corner here, so I'm gonna take a birthday shot for him when we get off the air. So I wanted to say that. And then uh, tonight, right after this, if you're hanging around, hang out for off tackle. Uh, Joe Miller can't do it, so I'm gonna be filling in for Joe Miller and John Fina. Uh, so we'll be having an off tackle then tomorrow. Uh, the chop up and then Wednesday, the hump day hotline. And then Thursday. So every day, just look for me. Uh, I got some articles <laughs> or I got a live show going on and uh, you know, Buffalo rumblings, man, go follow Buffalo rumblings on all platforms. Follow my man, AJ, man, you're doing a fantastic. I'm saying this publicly now for the first time I've said it to you and I've said it uh, to leadership in Buffalo rumblings and then to other people. I, actually, I think I tweeted it too. I just want you to know, man, 
I am so proud of everything you've done since you've joined this network. You have been by far my best signing. And I'm not saying that like, I love you guys over at Mafia Cast. I, I love you. I love uh, Jeremy Poyer. I love Sarah. I lo- when I tell you that you are the most um, tuned in, like you're, I, I know where you want to go and I can see you getting there. Man, I'm so proud of you. Keep doing it. Keep chilling. Do your thing. You got all of our support over at Buffalo Rumless, man. Thank you so much for doing everything that you're doing. Keep it up. I appreciate that. Uh, that's very, very kind words from from a great uh, person that I look up to that I've, you know, I've I've followed along, you know, when I was kind of like in my teen years. I've, you know, when you were at Fanatics, I, I kind of saw you and you, you were one of those people that I've seen around and I know you've also been in tune as well. So I greatly appreciate that. But again, Jay Spence, AJ Stabalski here with another episode of Ages Analysis. Please like, share if you're listening on audio. I greatly appreciated it. It was a great, great conversation today, back and forth. We didn't agree on everything, which again I think is great because I love yeah. kind of the disagreements. That that's what makes you know podcasts kind of awesome is people always don't have the same perspective or think the same. Um, so again, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bills Giants should be uh, a Bills bloodbath. Hopefully, they can take care of those Giants. If they don't, um, it's going to be a tough, tough conversation on Monday. See you later, right. and uh, have a good one. Go Bills.